Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. Jace is having a time today. I just have yeah, been spending he's just this morning, yelling at his computer. Yeah, just cursing at my computer. Exactly. It's okay. It's not been a good technology day. I was having some internet issues earlier today oh, too. Right. Uh-huh. Well, don't jinx it. Right now, it's fine. So Shoot, we got to right. we got to keep it keep on keep it on. Knock on wood. Yeah, I'm assuming it's the Japanese ghosts in this because we're in a new place this week. So I'm assuming. And there's ghosts. Cool. Uh, there's I, always ghosts. I assume there's always ghosts. Yeah. yeah. I have this weird thing where, so in Japan, basically apartments or houses where someone has died are very, very cheap um, because Mm. there's still a lot of strong superstition. Superstition. I'm not even, I haven't even really drank anything yet. (laughs) There's um, still a lot of strong superstition attached to that. And so they tend to be really difficult to sell or to rent. And so that's why they tend to be these like really bottom barrel prices. And so of course... It's always the question of like, would I rent a super cheap but nice apartment in Tokyo if I knew that someone died in it? And the weird thing is that in the States, I totes yeah. would. I'm like, whatever. I don't care if someone died in it. I don't even care if it was like a murder. Well, maybe I would care if it was some kind eh, of intense That's a little awkward. But, but it's yeah. like, yeah, it's a little awkward, but I'd, I'd, you know, maybe I'd smudge it or whatever. Um, But I'm like, whatever. Sure. In Japan, though, there's something weird where I just take Japanese ghosts much more seriously. <laughs> Maybe it's because their horror films are a lot more intense and a lot more scary. Yes. But it's just like, I'm just like, I'm not going to flex with Japanese ghosts. <laughs> it's just not worth yeah. the risk. Would you do it, yeah. Chase? I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm just like, mm, nah, nah, no, no, it's, no. It's cheaper, though. Like, I don't know. We might be visited by the ghost of Aaron today. I'd, be, I'd like that, though. I'd like that. What would you ask him or what would you tell him? Oh, I don't know. I'd be like, yo, man, do you think that it was okay how God sent you on your way? Like, <laughs> in the literal, like, death sense? How do right. you do, feel do about it? Do you think it? that was okay? Did like, you feel fine about that? Do you think it was justified? Because, you know what, from the from the reader's standpoint, I'm not sure that it was that justified. I don't know. It's kind of like when you hear about someone who, like, resigned from their job, but you're like, were they forced out, though? Or was there something else? It felt a oh, little yeah. bit like that, where you could maybe be yeah. like, Aaron, level with me. Like, what what really happened? What, like, was it just your time and it was fine? Or was this like a, you no, know? No, he was forced out of his job, all right, in more ways than one. His job of living, and he died. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't care about how he died. I want to ask about all the old stuff. I'm like, what really happened with the golden calf? And with your, mm. your budding rod, like... What was that smoke and mirrors? What actually happened? Just give me the scoop. You've been dead for centuries now. I'm not going to tell anyone. I'll sign an NDA if you want. Like, I won't, you know, expose your magician's secrets to the world. Just tell me what actually happened. Hey, if you find that out, you better tell me, okay? All I'm saying. Okay, we can all the three of us sign an NDA with the ghost of Aaron. Right, right. Cool, 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 cool. I would also love to learn about, like, what happened when Moses was first talking to Yahweh. It's like, how did that go when he came to you and was like, yo, brother Aaron, so God's talking to me and uh, you're going to kind of be the one doing the stuff, but I'm going to be the one talking to him. Like, how did... (laughs) Cool, cool, bro? How did you go from, oh gosh, my brother has lost it to, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. I'm assuming once there was a sweet costume involved. I'm assuming once... Remember? Uh, I know, I was making a joke. Okay, fine. No, I'm assuming it was once, like, you know, a bunch of frogs or, like, plagues and various things, and, like, weird stuff started coming out of Aaron's stick, or, I mean, (laughs) Moses' stick. Yeah, that's That's That sounds like a euphemism. I didn't mean it to, but, yeah. (laughs) So, speaking of Moses, last time around on uh, Deuters 1, I'm just going to call it that now. Uh It's Deuters 1 and 2. uh, They... 
had a big old recap that didn't even finish. It was two pa- or two uh, like things long, what? chapters, chapters long, <laughs> and it didn't even finish. So we got more of that today. I'm assuming, right? It was the travel blog last time, right? Oh yeah, uh-huh. but it's not like the voice of the narrator. It's one of the characters, kind of. It was Moses. It's Moses. Yeah. Yes, being yeah. like we went here, then we went here, and then we defeated these people, then we went here, and then this is where there was no water, and then we went here, mm-hmm. and it did so sound very so grand, forth. though. He was talking about it from a standpoint of like, wow, look at all these amazing things that we've done and that we've conquered, and I felt like we got a little bit more backstory or. Mm. at least like just side story than we had previously because like mm. some of the things that he talked about we were like uh don't remember that but cool man cool right like there are a few extra details yes about like certain things. like going to what was the descendants of esau and oh right yeah bartering for like food and water with them we didn't get that in the main story yeah no nah. mm. so uh, i'm assuming it's gonna be more of that right yeah definitely what are we yeah. imbibing today well, uh, like beber? Oh, like beber. Beber, yeah. Yeah, dr- drinking? Yeah, Wait, yes, is that a, is that in Japanese? What? No. no. Drinking in Japanese is nomu. Not beber cuz it's not a rom- romance yeah, language. I w- might have known that once. I am drinking Stone Uncanny Annie. It's a 23-year-old huh. not not a 23-year-old, but a 23-year anniversary double IPA. From huh. Stone I Stone, Stone Brewing. It's quite nice. I mean, it tastes, you know, pretty similar to other IPAs that I've had, but they're <laughs> like, this is 23 years in the making. I'm like, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's it's a big tall boy, too. Yeah, it is. But, is, yeah. It a, is it a strong boy as well? Are you, are you gonna be... uh, yeah, 8.5. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll yeah, be fine by the end of this. Not you know. nothing. Considerable. <laughs> yep. Um, so Dedeker and I are both having, um, a highball, which is kind of okay. what we tend to do in Japan, but mm-hmm. this one is specifically shikwasa flavored, mm. which, uh, is one of the new, you know, the new hot flavors this no, we year. We talked about shikwasa a couple episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. But they have okay. it in highballs now too. Yeah. It's oh, a, wow. like, it exploded since the last time we were in Japan since mm-hmm. last year. Really? Like, many more shikwasa flavored things. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, that wasn't the like weird salted thing, salted whatever the thing salted that you lychee? had last. That was no. salted lychee. Yeah, it was, was different. different. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very strange. Yeah. All right. Yep. And then I also have a lemon highball waiting in the wings here. Lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll get to it at some point. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this. So today we are reading Deuteronomy 3 and 4. Uh, so we'll have Deads read the first chapter, and then Emily and I will split the second one because it's twice as long. Yeah. And uh, we just want to remind everyone as we're reading this delicious recap from Moses about everything that's gone on for his people, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, Deuteronomy 3. Then we turned and went up the way to Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us. He and oh, all his there people. There he is. There he is. Who? There's who? Og? We, yeah, yeah. Didn't we talk about him in the the bonus episode? He's one of the uh, giants in the sky. Oh. Not in the sky, but just he's a giant. I think he's a king of the giants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he look, been keep reading. Keep reading. Yeah, you you were the one who looked that up, right, Emily? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm right about this, but okay. it was a week okay. ago, so who knows? So they came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Edre. Yahweh said to me, "Don't fear him, for I have delivered him and all his people and his land into your hand, and you shall do to him as you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who lived at Heshbon." So Yahweh, our God delivered into our hand Og also, the king of Mm. Bashan, and all his people. And we struck him until none was left to him remaining. Yikes. Great. Wow. Wow. Yeah, right, because I forgot that this is also a list of all the people that we've completely wiped from the face of the earth. Right, This is an account of all the genocide that we've committed. Right. I feel like, I mean, Og, I mean, his name's Og. He's got to be a giant, right? Yeah, he sounds like a giant or a troll or something, or a giant troll. <laughs> he, okay, he's a Something giant. He's from a Harry Potter. Troll. Okay, troll. All right. Yeah. 
all these... Okay, hang on. We took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we didn't take from them. 60 cities. All the wow. region of Argob, the kingdom of Dang. Og in Bashan. That's a lot of cities. 60 yeah, cities. Like, That's huge. Well, what counts How as a city? How big was this freaking place? What counts as a city, you think? Is a city what we would call a town now? I mean, sure. Maybe what probably. we'd call a, like... What a village, a hamlet, maybe, perhaps. but still, that's a lot. That's that is a lot of cities. Lot. Yeah, all these cities were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars. Besides the unwalled towns, a great many. So th- these are actually walled cities. Sixty like walled cities. That's a lot of them. Do they mean really sixty, or is this another thing where it's like actually like six? Yeah, we're always yeah, we're it's... always skeptical of numbers in the Bible. Yeah. Yes. Well. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, we utterly destroyed them, as we did to Sihon, king of Heshbon, utterly destroying every inhabited city with the women and the little ones. You're so proud Jeez. of yourself. They're you? very proud. That it's like we've established this new policy now of killing everyone, even the most vulnerable Including of the, the population. Including the women and the children. Yep. Yeah. That's, that. I don't know. Like, I, I can't justify Moses just being like, like, yeah, everyone, look at this. Look at what we did. We killed those women and children. Good. Good for us. Well, different values at a different time. I guess. I suppose so. Yikes. Okay. <clears throat> but all the cattle and the spoil of the cities, we took for a prey to ourselves. We took the land at that time out of the hand of the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan from the Valley of the Arnon to Mount Hermon. 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 Which... Herman, the Sidonians, call Syrian, and the Amorites call it Sinir. This is going to get real confusing so really fast. They call it two different things? It's got, well, it depends on the people. They call it different things. Okay. All the cities of the plain, and all Gilead, and all Bashan, to Salaka and Edre, cities of the kingdom of Og and Bashan, in parentheses. For only Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of the Rephaim. Oh, uh, yeah. Nailed it, Emily. Good job. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. Isn't it in Rabah of the children of Ammon? Nine cubits was the length of it, and four cubits the breadth of it, after the cubit of a man. So, this, so okay. wait, this is that much bigger than just like what a normal man person okay, well, size is? If we're going after a cubit being from your elbow to your middle finger, that's what, like two-ish feet? No. I think no. that's like a foot and a half. Foot and a half, maybe. Okay. Yeah, on probably my, okay. on my little arm, maybe <laughs> on a tall boy's long arm, it would be two feet. Uh, let's see. I'm looking up the official. Okay. The official length here. It's one and a half feet. Oh yeah! Wow. Good, good, job. good job. Okay, so one and a half Nailing feet it. times <laughs> nine. That's many feet. <laughs> like <laughs> one and a half times nine is many. It's true. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is it 13 and a half feet yeah 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 exactly cool. that's a very tall boy or or he just likes a big old bed i suppose yeah. but I, okay so i just want to clarify for the listeners that that this last verse you read was all in parentheses in this translation mm, yes and it's like did somebody stick it in there it's like a little aside yeah and i'm wondering is this like the original teller kind of being like oh yeah and here's a little factoid about that or is this like kind of like a little you know, like, like, like hello, pop video, right? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Or like one of those little breakout sections I in like a book, mm-hmm. in like a textbook. Yeah. You know, where there's like the little like Did square you know section. Yeah, exactly. That, Og, that guy we <laughs> the just more killed you know. was thirteen and a half feet tall, according to his bed. That's cool, huh? Boop, 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 boop. Now but, back to the music video. But I also <laughs> love how it's like his bedstead was made of iron. Isn't it in this city with these people? <laughs> yeah, like it was nine cubits long. Yeah, like, I seen it. <laughs> I seen it it's when we so took that strange. family trip to Rabah or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you did that so this, field trip, this roadside attraction to see the bedstead of Og. Wow. Okay, this land we took in possession at that time from our, <laughs> which is by the valley of the Arnon and half the hill country of Gilead and the cities of it, gave I to the Reubenites and to the Gadites, and the rest of Gilead and all Bashan, the kingdom of Og. Gave I to the half-tribe of Manasseh. Ugh, always has to put that in there. All the region of Argob, even all Bashan. Remember this- that we learned that uh, this is actually just half of the tribe of Manasseh. 
Oh, okay. Did we like, learn that? Yeah, split? it's just an interesting way of putting it. It makes them seem like less than. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I guess they're just half the tribe, so it does make sense. It's because they still. were so big <laughs> that half of their tribe gets a mention here. Yeah, remember when we looked yeah. it up on the map? There was like half of the tribe of Manasseh was over on and that. And the other half? On the east side of the Jordan, and then the mm. other half went over onto the west side. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay right. so about Bashan, here's another parenthetical phrase. The same is called the land of Rephaim. Jair, the son of Manasseh, took all the region of Argob to the border of the Geshurites and the Machkathites. <laughs> you doing okay there? <laughs> Many A's. Machkathites, and called them, even Bashan, after his own name, Havoth Jair, to this day. I don't know if it is to this day. Maybe we'll have to look into that. That's the end of the, the parentheses. I gave Gilead to Machir. To the root. Eh? Yes. Meaning Moses gave it to him? Either yeah. Moses or Yahweh, whoever's speaking, someone gave something this to is, whom? Who the hell Moses. ever knows? Moses this is Moses still still speaking. Pretty uh, pretty sure. Okay. To the Reubenites and to the Gadites I gave from Gilead, even to the valley of the Arnon, the middle of the valley, and the border of it, even to the river Jabbok, which is the border of the children of Ammon. The Arabah also and the Jordan and the border of it from Chinnereth, right, Kristen Chinnereth, even <laughs> to the Sea of the Arabah, the Salt Sea, under the slopes of Pisgah eastward. I'm going to trust Which y'all know is the Dead Sea. I'm going to trust y'all know what that means because I'm not going to repeat it. I commanded oh, you. I at, definitely know. Yeah. At that time, saying, Yahweh your God has given you this land to possess it. You shall pass over armed before your brothers, the children of Israel, all the men of valor. But your wives, and your little ones, and your cattle, in parentheses, I know that you have much cattle. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try to pretend you don't. (laughs) I know you do. Don't you hide them. There's this one guy who's like, a bunch of cattle. Hiding 10 cows in his tent. He's like, but. (laughs) Wait, I don't don't have any. I need more. It's so ridiculous. No, hey, hey, what? No, hey, give me that cattle. (laughs) <laughs> Give me the cattle. What have you got behind your back? Okay. <laughs> Give me that cattle. Uh, yes, and your cattle. I know that you have much cattle. Shall abide in your cities, which I have given you, until Yahweh give rest to your brothers, as to you. And they also possess the land, which Yahweh your God gives them beyond the Jordan. Then shall you return every man to his possession, which I have given you. Uh, okay, am I understanding this correctly? That There's like, okay. We're dividing up all this land. You still need to cross the Jordan and take the land from the Canaanites. Right. And once you take it, then you can go back. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that was the deal he made with them before. Okay. Yes. You remember that, right? Yes. Yes. I commanded Joshua. Emily's Emily's given a squinty face. (laughs) I'm like, maybe? Yeah. Okay, sure. Remember, it'll all come out in the wash. It was where the, the folded sheepies happened. It was when they were talking I about... I don't like, remember the folded sheepies. <laughs> Somebody said that they laughed really hard at this, and I was like, cool, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm glad that they laughed. I remember. That's all that matters. It's when they were about to cross into Canaan, and they were on the east side of the Jordan, and Reuben's tribe was like, hey, this land is real good for our cattle, and we've got a lot of cattle, and also okay. there's great sheepfolds here, or like good space yes. for our sheepfolds. So can we have this land instead of the land over in Canaan, because this land's real good. And then Moses was like, "Mm, let me talk to Yahweh about it. And then the deal was, okay, fine, you can get this land, but it means you won't get any land in Canaan, and two, you have to come fight with us in Canaan, or else you'll get cut off from your people and Yahweh will kill you. Right, so it's like you still got to put in the work to help us take this land, but then you can go back to the land that you wanted. Right. Okay, so why were the sheeps folded? Because <laughs> they have a lot of them and they need to fit them into a compact space. They have to be foldable. See, Trust that's, me. That's what it made me think of. I live out of my suitcase <laughs> like, and being able to fold things into a tinier version is paramount. Yeah, you put them in your pocket. So I would then, like, o- personally, I would there. only purchase foldable sheep at this point in my life, yeah, really, sense, if I yeah. were to acquire sheep. Um, and the Bible uh, shows it's a classic, you know, that hasn't gone out of style since then. Very useful, foldable sheep. Okay. Verse 21. I commanded Joshua at that time, saying, Your eyes have seen all that Yahweh your God has done to these two kings. So shall Yahweh do... It hasn't been good. (laughs) Yeah. So shall Yahweh do to all the kingdoms where you go over. You shall not fear them, for Yahweh your God, he it is who fights for you. 
I begged Yahweh at that time. Sorry. Had to burp. Yeah, okay. now, now the drinks are hidden, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I begged Yahweh at that time saying, Lord Yahweh. Wow. Oh, that's a new combination yeah. of, of Lord that's a new Yahweh. title. Lord the Yahweh. Lord Yahweh. You, Lord, Lord Vader, you've begun know. to show your servant your greatness and your Lord strong, Vader. choking hand. Lord Yahweh. Gosh, it literally is ripped right out of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. You've begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to your works and according to your mighty acts? Ugh, Please. You, know, you don't really need, you don't really need like to build him up anymore. <laughs> Do you? you do, though. He's got a fragile ego, apparently. He's mm. very fragile yeah, ego. Yeah, so you got to really reinforce it all the time. Yeah. Please let yeah. me go over and see the good land that is beyond the Jordan, that goodly mountain in Lebanon. But Yahweh was angry with me for your sakes mm. and didn't listen to me. Oof. Ugh, of course he didn't. This is sad. This is an extra level of the story because normally when, it, when Yahweh's been like, yeah, your punishment is you don't go to go to the promised land moses has always just been like kind of okay and moved along but this is the first time we get the detail of him like begging yahweh like hey mm. actually please can like, i go please. see it i yeah. only worked for you for 40 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know dealt with all these people was the freaking middleman for you talked you up managed your pr that's why being the middleman's the worst because <sighs> if someone's gonna take the fall it's gonna be you it is like with yeah. lord vader Oh, you're right. If you're the direct, Yikes. like directly underneath Lord Vader, you're the one who's going to get choked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, okay. Um, but Yahweh was angry with me for your sakes and didn't listen to me. And Yahweh said to me, let it suffice you. Speak no more to me of this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift up your eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward and see with your eyes for you shall not go over this Jordan. That's sad. He's like, you yeah. can go up and look at it. Yeah, go look at all You can land. see it, but you don't get to enjoy it. Yikes. Oof, yeah. Gosh. <clears throat> Poor Moses. But charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you shall see. So we abode in the valley over against Beth Peor. Okay, hang on. It was sad, but then now my conspiracy brain showed up. Okay. Why? Because uh, it, it also makes sense for Moses to be like, I'm not going to go into that battlefield of you going over and oh, taking boy, these people. That's... I'm going to send Joshua to go do it. Mm. And it's convenient if I'm like, oh, Yahweh doesn't allow me to go in. So I'm just going to stay here and watch. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming he'd that's die cons- if he was lying. Well, not that he's okay. not going to die Listen, anyways. But This is my conspiracy brain yeah, no, I, I in that. the realm where maybe Yahweh isn't totally real. And is a little bit of a figment or a tool used to control people. That yeah, that's okay. the reality my conspiracy that. brain if, lives if in. If we're going with this conspiracy, then yeah, I could see that. It's like I begged him to let me go, but mm. he said no, and I'm really disappointed. So y'all are gonna go fight this battle. Yeah, so y'all go on the front lines, and but don't worry, I'll pray for you. But Yahweh said, "Don't worry, because you're gonna do great." That's the end of the yeah. chapter. Wow. Okay, but if I'm not in conspiracy land, then I'm like, oh yeah, that's sad. No, that is sad for yeah. for Mozos. Okay. Poor Mosey. <laughs> Mosey Wosey. <laughs> okay. Let's continue on to Deuteronomy 4. Um, Deuter. Deuter. Deut's 4. Um, okay. I'll read uh, the first half of this and then I'll hand it off to you, Emily. Cool. <clears throat> oh, uh, actually, though, first I need a little bit of a. Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, a little. Oh, some good Foley right there. A little pick me up, yeah, huh? Yeah. A- ASR. Get it. ASMR? Yeah, that's what I meant. ASMR. <laughs> Isn't that like a big thing right now? It is a huge ASMRing thing. Yeah. all over the place. Yeah, everyone ASMRs all over the place. I thought now. that you were trying to make a joke about ADR, but um Oh boy, that would be I feel like ASMR no. is starting to become less of a fad now. I see it less frequently. Yeah, it kinda had its moment maybe mm-hmm. a year or two ago. Yeah. All right. It's still around though. You can still find tons of YouTube videos about it. Plenty. Yeah. So any, any tiny just... little thing that makes us feel good yeah. in this day and age, we're like, good Lord, please let me listen to Can this I just dog give you chewing like a... on lettuce. <laughs> I say that because I literally did that the other day. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, please Sorry, continue, what, Emily. What, Emily. 
So it's just funny because um, I I like have my Bible that y'all gave me, mm-hmm. remember? And uh, it's it's NIV, so we can't talk about it. But it does have a bunch of like cool um, <laughs> titles for all of this. Oh right, so, the subheadings like, on the chapters. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like looking at it right now, and it's obedience commanded is Ooh. for this next one, Deuteronomy oh. four. Okay. Yeah, you should but, be, like you they should have be a bunch your- of stuff like your bible to bible study more often emily yeah i love that useful resource because it's always sitting right here well honestly it is interesting i think those subheadings and then also in the moments when we want to look at another translation jason look at the message and you have one that's just right there yeah i do i i'm gonna put my little bookmark on here and then (laughs) we can have it forever then it'll be like a real bible study i love it yeah cool okay all right here we go deuteronomy 4 now israel Listen to the statutes and to the ordinances which I teach you to do them that you may live and go in and possess the land which Yahweh, the God of your fathers, gives you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, Hmm. neither shall you diminish from it that you may keep the commandments of Yahweh your God, which I command you. That's weird because I feel like there's been a lot of additions yeah, over yeah, the course of the probably past. Probably some subtractions, maybe yes. not, but definitely some amendments. Over the course of the past two books, there's been a lot of additions and amendments. Yeah. But, but I guess it's because Moses knows he's going to die now. So it's like, this is the final message from me. Uh, so do it this way, yeah, I guess. Maybe. Okay. Anyone else, you're going to have to deal with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your eyes have seen what Yahweh did because of Baal Peor. For all the men who followed Baal Peor, Yahweh your God has destroyed them from the midst of you. Now, was that the one where they all fell into pits of fire? That was part of Uh, it. That was also related to the spearing through the genitals. Also had to do with the Baal Peor situation. That was Baal Peor too? Yes. Yeah. Oh boy. That was a time. Because it was those Midianite women that were seducing them into worshiping, into having sex with them and then also worshiping Baal Peor. Got it. Cool, cool. Classic. Um, But you who did cleave to Yahweh your God are alive every one of you this day. Behold, I have taught you statuses. I have taught you statutes. Statutes? (laughs) (laughs) I have taught you statutes and ordinances, even as Yahweh my God commanded me. He's mine now. That you (laughs) should do so in the midst of the land where you go in to possess it. Keep, therefore, and do them, for this is your kingdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples, who shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is wise, is a wise and understanding people. A wise? Uh, oh, oh, uh, a wise and understanding. Sorry, yes. I was like, oh, uh, what are a, you what? saying? Here? Yeah. For what great nation is there? that has a God so near to them as Yahweh our God is whenever we call on him. Okay, all right. I think they have kind of established this, right? That's part of their deal is that like everyone else has gods who are a little distant, but Yahweh's like right up right up in the midst kind of. Sometimes a little too much. Well, that's what I was going to yeah. say. It's like for the close. other gods, it's like there's a little too much distance. Like you really got to do some elaborate rituals to get the god to show up and yeah, sacrifice listen babies to you. Got to sacrifice babies, and then yeah, he's like, yeah, he's right here, but he's like always here. An overprotective and... helicopter parent. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This oh, is like yeah. Yahweh, how can we miss you if you don't go away sometimes? Like go yeah, on vacation. Exactly. Like, don't you we... don't you want to go on vacation? All the other gods enjoy it. Yeah, you gotta leave so that we want you to come back. Come <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh gosh. Um, You'd be killed just for saying that. Yeah, seriously. Well, it... I'm still here, aren't I? <laughs> so this but is yes. sort of the, the patriotism part here, I guess. What great nation is there that has statutes and ordinances so righteous as all this law, which this I set law. before you this day? All this law. All this all law. this law. Look at this pile of law. It's so righteous. <laughs> Only take heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things which your eyes saw, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. But make them known to your children and to your children's children. The day that you stood before Yahweh your God in Horeb, when Yahweh said to me, Assemble all the people, and I will make them hear my words, 
that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on the earth and that they may teach their children. Oh boy, we definitely feared. Yes. <laughs> you came near and stood under the mountain and the mountain burned with fire to the heart of Whoa. the sky with Whoa. darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. <laughs> Not just darkness. <laughs> like a double layer but of also darkness. also thick darkness. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is like way back, right? When they gathered yes. around the mountain? Yes. Yeah, this is like close to receiving the actual Ten Commandments yeah. time. Yeah, way, way back. And there was, I guess, an eruption, it seems to suggest. Well, spoiler alert. I mean, it was Yahweh, but all right. What do you mean, spoiler alert? We already we already got to this part in the story. This isn't a spoiler. There's no spoiler except for I saw in my Bible that we're going to talk about the Ten Commandments again. Oh, good. Oh. Like good. coming up. Oh, coming in up. just a moment. Okay, Love great. It. We'll get we to it. You can look forward to that. <clears throat> okay. Um, oh, gosh. Where did we leave? The thick darkness. Yes, right. The darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. Yahweh spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the voice of words, but you saw no form, only you heard a voice. He declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tables of stone. Didn't he break one, though? Wasn't one broken? Yeah, because he was pissed. Actually, I think he broke them both. Oh, yeah. Didn't he throw them? Yeah, because of of the golden calf. He was like, yeah. I hate you all. Yeah. He's like, I'm running away. (laughs) (laughs) What? You people are bastard people. You're bastard people. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, when we started reading Exodus, we did kind of give Moses a little bit of a quirky St. Clair vibe right yeah Yeah. a little bit of like you people are bastard people like we (laughs) we kind of naturally headed there with moses it's easy to do with moses especially like before he learned how to speak Mm. and be in ordering but yeah he does he knows better how to give speeches but not anymore yeah um uh, where did we go? Reform. He wrote them on two tables of stone. Oh, right. And then you people are bastard people. Yes. <laughs> Yahweh commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and ordinances that you might do them in the land where you go over to possess it. Take, therefore, good heed to yourselves, for you saw no manner of form on that day that Yahweh spoke to you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire lest you corrupt yourselves and make yourself an engraved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on earth, the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the sky, the likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, and the likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth. And lest you lift up your eyes to the sky, and when you see the sun, ooh, yeah, the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of the sky, you are drawn away and worship them and serve them, which Yahweh your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole sky. So do not worship anything that is not Yahweh. Yeah, basically. No pigeons, no earthworms, no sunfish, no No yaks. No sun, no moon, no galaxies, no aurora borealis, no palm trees, no nothing. Nothing. No. Don't want to see him. Just Yahweh. You know, it's interesting. So, I like the the thing that like there was no manner of form on that day, right? And that Yahweh just spoke to you out of fire. And so, don't make an image of any thing, right? Oh, I see. Yeah. There was no corporeal form, so right, there was uh. no physical form of Yahweh in this, and it and I could see this being kind of where um, hmm. a lot of the stuff like in Islam comes from, of like not having a physical, like right, not even no writing the representation name. of. Well, I mean the same in in Judaism, right? Yes. Like they don't write out the whole yeah. name. Yeah, but it's G- Islam, it's, it's Dashti. Yeah. Yep. You got it. Uh. That's interesting. So. Wait, but like we in Western culture and like Christian culture have this like, you know, old guy vibe for yeah. God. Yeah, it's because I don't know various reasons. Um, Christians are kind of <laughs> okay. like we do what we want and we don't care. And we don't care. 
we do what you want. We don't care. Maybe also there's probably going further, kind of maybe a more Western sense of like, we just have a hard time conceptualizing things that we can't see. Maybe So that. if you could just give me an image, like we can't really wrap our brains around the idea of God being this like all powerful, just force that we can't even comprehend. So can we please package him into like, Guy grandfather to a white guy <laughs> into a white, white guy. Into a very yeah, white, white sky grandfather, sky Gandalf grandfather. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye. Yeah, no, it's, I remember like reading this sort of stuff as a kid and thinking about things like the Sistine Chapel or like other sort of famous yeah. images where yeah. God is just like this is God, right? Because because like growing up Christian, it's like lots of images of Jesus, and as far as I could tell, reading the Bible, I'm like that's all right, no rules against that that I know of. Um, okay. and, and, you know, even if you believe in saints and things like that, like no rules against that, but like actually making a picture of God, uh, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's against the rules. And it seems like that's that. what's happening here. Well, they don't specifically say don't like, don't draw a picture, but this is about like, don't make some kind of image and then worship that image. Yeah. Yes. I guess, I guess to be bucking the trend of like all these other civilizations feel the need to create these like statues and idols mm, and representations right. and maybe we're going to be very counterculture and be like, well, we're, we have the God, but you can't even, can't even describe him. Like can't even yeah. put him into words or any kind of tangible form. Like he's that cool and that big and that amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let me, okay. Let me continue on here. Um, but Yahweh has taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, uh, to be to him a people of inheritance as at this day. The iron furnace is a cool metaphor, bro. Yeah. Furthermore, Yahweh was angry with me for your sakes. It's your fault. And swore <laughs> that I should not go over the Jordan and that I should not go into that good, good land which Yahweh, your God, gives you for an inheritance. But I must die in this land. I must not go over the Jordan, but you shall go over and possess that good, good land. He's like, we got it. (laughs) (laughs) Or all the people going, they're like, yeah, yeah, you're you're not going to get to go. Too bad, man. Sorry. Uh, uh, Let's see. I'll do like one, one more verse here. Sure. Take heed to yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of Yahweh, your God, which he made with you, and make you an engraved image in the form of anything which Yahweh your God has forbidden you. Yeah, I mean, that spells it out pretty much in black and white right there. Like, don't you make these images? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Mm -hmm. He's beyond thought. He's beyond, like, reasoning of what a being would look like. He's that grand Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, the uh, stuff on the Ten Commandments is going to be next episode in Um, five. I see. So there's going to be more Ten Commandments than this, even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It, right. There was a, a header called the Ten Commandments, and I was like, "Haven't we done this before?" And the Bible was like, "Yes, part two. <laughs> so okay, cool, great. All right, where am I? For Yahweh, your God is a devouring fire, a jealous God. Yeah. Whew, don't we? Don't we know that to be true? Mm-hmm. When you shall father children and children's children, and you shall have been long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves and make an engraved image in the form of anything, and shall do that which is evil in the sight of Yahweh your God to provoke him to anger. (gasps) Okay, this is like a really long sentence, is all that I'm saying. Like, this is not the end of the sentence. So when you do all those things, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto you go over the Jordan to possess it. Semicolon. You shall not prolong your days on it, but shall be utterly destroyed. Meaning, like, if you do all these bad things, which you probably will do, then you're going to die. <laughs> I think that's what Basically, he's saying, yeah. you're not going to get to possess this land anymore. And you will utterly perish Jeez. from off the land. I think, yeah. okay, I think this is a little bit of foreshadowing. And remember, in the bonus episode we talked last time that this could have... Wait, actu- is it? Well, this could have actually been written at a time after the Israelites had been dispossessed from their land, and then they were returning to it. That I feel like this could right. be some foreshadowing of like, uh, and you know how we got dispossessed from our land is because we did bad things. And so if we do bad things, then we're going to get kicked off this land again. Mm-hmm. It may be more of a sense of that. I'm not Wait. even, 
Yeah, not even do bad things, but just specifically do these things mm-hmm. or don't do these other things. Yes. Were they on this land before and then they got kicked off of it? Or are you talking about like In, nowadays? I mean, okay, you know how, you know how um, the book The Crucible is yeah, about. Yes, I know that very well. You know how yes. it's about the Salem witch trials, but it's actually about the McCarthy hearings? Yes, yes. It's like that. Good job, Arthur Miller. <laughs> it's like Arthur so, Miller. It's like Arthur. So, so there's what, what what we were learning in the bonus last time was that this was this book was possibly written around the time that the Israelites were going back to Jordan after this in the story like where they the, went there and had been dispossessed. From I think it. after the Persians or maybe mm, the Babylonians okay. had had either exiled them or something like that. Oh, so someone's going to come in and exile them, but maybe not necessarily in the Bible? Well, that is in the Bible. Is it it in the Bible? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but like later? Later. Much later? Much later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In, in, what the hell is this book called? Deuteronomy? No, not in Deuteronomy. In the Old Testament, though. Yes. In the Old Testament. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Jace, you didn't know that? Didn't know what? Did it happen here? That they were going to have to leave again? Uh, no, I don't know. I don't keep track of these things. <laughs> well, Dedeker knew. Yeah, I know. She knows a lot more about uh, history than I do. We'll talk about okay. some things later. Cause I have some questions to ask about. There's certain really famous stories that happened during the time when like the Persians and or the Babylonians are occupying their land. Mm. And okay. I guess I just have questions for you of like, what did you think was happening in those stories? Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll okay. get to that. Maybe he doesn't know the stories. Well, maybe he does, and he just didn't even think about it. Yeah, I know the stories. I just feel like the the. Okay, so I have the same problem in my history classes in school. Was right because for you, time all happens at the same time. Time all <laughs> happens at uh, right. Okay, everything that's ever happened was just the other day. Exactly. It, it could have been though. six it years ago. It could have been really two hours wasn't. ago, and it was like just the other day. Yeah. And yes, okay, you're right. So that's, yeah, it's it kind of like, um, just to keep being literary on this, it's sort of like um, Slaughterhouse-Five. You know how the uh-huh. main character is unstuck in time? That's my brain, um, where it just sort of jumps around through time. You know, it's like a Tokyo Kakeru Shoujo, the, the girl who jumps through time is my brain. I'm just going to pull out as many references <laughs> as I can to sort of obfuscate what's happening Okay, so right you now. can't tell between the past and the future. Yeah, basically. No, more that I can't tell between the past and the more, more past. <laughs> you were a man out of time. I'm a man out of time, yes. yeah. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so that's so when the, so there's those stories about like with the, you know, Babylonian kings and stuff. I'm like, I don't know when that was relative to any of this or who that was or where that was relative to this. Maybe that's a whole separate story going on. You know, like it wasn't when I learned those mm. things, it wasn't clear like where it was in the linear in the timeline, yeah. Story. Okay. Yeah. And I have the same problem in my history classes uh, as a as a kid. I was always really struggling. Where you'd with... be like, "What? Napoleon wasn't in World War II? <laughs> that wasn't happening at the same time." Yeah, I'm like these all these all happened at the same time, right? <laughs> like the conquistadors were coming over right around the same time as World uh, War II, and that was also oh you know when uh, I don't know Versailles was happening. You know, it's all the French Revolution was going on during that Versailles, time. Versailles, right? all like, of it, it was happening yeah. during this time. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, I struggled with that, like putting everything into one timeline. Um, I see. Like I know all the stories, but not necessarily, you know, how they fit together. Did Something did blow my mind the other day where someone was pointing out like, hey, just so you know, like Victorian England was around the same time as like kind of the the end of the samurai era, which is kind of the same time as such and such. But I mean, the way that they portrayed it was like, I really want to write some kind of steampunk novel with all of these mm-hmm. archetypes because they all actually happened around the same time, just in different countries. And cool. I was like, mind blown. So I think there is something to that about like which culture's history you're taught mm, as well. Right. Really yeah. kind of, yeah, can can make it difficult to have a sense of like when events actually overlapped. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I, there's a, a super cool timeline about that Dedeker, like that you were talking about. That's um, I found it online and I wanted to get it, but it's like a an actual physical thing, and because I travel a lot, I don't have a place to put that. But it's like a timeline of the world, basically, and it does that where it kind of like lines everything up that's happening, 
you know, in like Asian history, along with European history, along with African history, along with, you know, like kind of all the different things happening in the world. So you can kind of see those things, how they line up mm, of being like, yeah. oh, really? So the industrial revolution was happening here, but this totally other thing was happening here that I've also heard of. I had no idea those were at the same time. Right. Uh. And I found that idea very fascinating because that's, like I said, I don't understand that part of history <laughs> at all, Just even for one culture, much less all of them. <laughs> Well, well that, apparently the writers of the Bible don't either, or they just are like, let's do some revisionist history right here. Well, maybe they're so, more just like adding in extra commentary, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, let's go on to 27. Yahweh will scatter you among the peoples, and you shall be left few in numbers among the nations, where Yahweh shall lead you away. Okay. Yikes. There you shall serve gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. What does that mean? You shall serve God, gods, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. I think the eh? idea that, that, that other people's gods are just the statues and not actual living things oh. like our god is. Okay. Can we okay. look up another translation? Sure. What's the verse number there? Uh, 28. Okay. 428. Emily, what do you got in the NIV there? Let me look. I'm going to look. <laughs> uh, uh, there you will worship man-made gods of wood and stone, which cannot see or hear or eat or smell. Yeah. Okay. The Message Bible okay. has some fun sarcasm here. Oh, yeah? There you can worship your homemade gods to your heart's content. Your wonderful gods of wood and stone that can't see or hear or eat or smell. Oh, homemade. Jeez. Sassy, sass. Okay. (laughs) I like it. All right. Well, let's see. But from there you shall seek Yahweh your God, and you shall find him when you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. Oh, that's interesting, though, that, that... it's not like you're gone forever, but there is a possibility of finding Yahweh again. Interesting. That's well, interesting. yeah, doesn't like Christian culture say that kind of? Uh, I, I don't, I mean, I feel like this context is so utterly different from that idea, so I don't know. Oh, I, okay. I don't know that like you're lost, but then you're found again, or you just need to like accept God into your heart or something. Uh, well, yeah. kind of an approximation. Yeah. Dedeker, back me up here. That's kind of an approximation of Christian, some Christian values. Yeah, cool. but I wonder if maybe this is a little bit of a foreshadowing kind of thing for that, maybe, or maybe where some of those ideas came from. Ah, that's cool. Know. I feel like Yahweh okay. tends to be though, like you've screwed up, you're dead to me forever. It's true. And yeah. So this is kind of interesting. Maybe this is Moses like sprinkling in some <laughs> propaganda here, some positivity for, for for his own. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. So. When you are in oppression and all these things are come on you, in latter days, what, what, in the latter days, you shall return to Yahweh, your God, and listen to his voice. For Yahweh, your God, is a merciful God. Mm. Ah, Okay, that's a nice thing to say. He will not fail you, neither destroy you. Mm. Uh, He might, though. Nor forget the covenant of your fathers, which he swore to them. He might also do that. For ask now of the days that are past, which were before you, since the day that God created man on the earth, and from the one end of the sky to the other, whether there has been any such thing as this great thing is, or has been heard like it? That's a weird mark. <laughs> That's a weird sentence. Yeah, it really is. What what is that? Here I'm gonna I'm gonna read this in here. Okay, yeah. Here it is. Ask now about the former days long before your time from the day God created human beings on this earth. Ask from one end of the heavens to the other. Has anything so great as this ever happened or has anything like it ever been heard of? Interesting. Okay. So yeah. like what? Like creating the earth and creating people in general or something? Yeah, maybe just like all of Yahweh's stuff. Like has anyone heard of something so great as Yahweh? Huh? So I, never I have heard an, of maybe an existential question oh, here. Oh boy, okay. here we, let me, let sorry, me drink I'm some sorry. more for that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe do, maybe do. Um, but basically, like, okay, so like, apparently, this God, right, created yeah. the Earth. 
yeah, yeah, and created Adam and Eve and like Adam and Eve like had a bunch of kids and blah 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 or like three kids and then like all other people came from those three kids. Awkward. Um, <laughs> my question is, all these other tribes that they're conquering, where did those people come from? Did they, they were- also come from Adam and Eve? Well, yeah, that's the implication within this world and within this story. Yes. Yes. And then we're like, we're not about this God person, even though he created us, but we're going to go over here and do these other things and then eventually get conquered by God and his chosen people, even though everyone is kind of chosen. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) 100%. Well, this is very much related to the same question of like, why does God let people die at all? Or why does God punish people at all? Like that, that, that is a, in, it prompts an equally existential question that I think comes up a lot related to this religion, which is the like, I, I think we're not talking about the concept of hell here in this text. However, with the Christian concept of hell, there is that question of like, why would a loving God want to send people to hell? Why yeah. would a loving God want to damn people to eternal pain? You know, that's like the opposite of, a loving, compassionate God who loves everyone. And I guess it always ropes around to this kind of idea of like, well, you, if you, you brought it on yourself, I think is often the justification of like, well, if you chose not to follow Yahweh or you chose not to follow Yahweh's principles, then you deserve to be destroyed. That that's the transaction basically. Well, I also find it very interesting that like, the the Old Testament God is seen as this like really angry, you know, spiteful, jealous God, yet mm-hmm. the concept of hell is not in the Old Testament. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet in the later t- testament, the new one. Um, <laughs> the, the recent testament. <laughs> the testament 2.0, yeah. Yeah, exactly. In that one, he is more merciful and more sweet and stuff and nice and all that. Well, but we haven't gotten there yet, so let's not, okay, let's not yeah, put too there. much of our like modern day baggage onto it. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't have much modern day baggage <laughs> except for what I've heard from like the the people around. Actually, yes, I have definitely talked to some people about drunk Bible study, and they're like, "Well, you know, New Testament is just going to blow your mind because God is so wonderful and like forgiving and blah 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 blah." And I'm like. I don't know if I buy that. Again, okay, it's kind of hard to say, A, because between the three of us, even you, Emily, we do come with, I do think, cultural baggage and assumptions. Okay, fine, I'll I'll give you that. You know, assumptions around what the New Testament God is or isn't. I think even you and I, Jace, with more knowledge about it, there is still this narrative that I think we've been fed of like, Mm -hmm how God is wonderful and kind and compassionate, especially in the New Testament. Right. Um, so it's hard to empirically say yes or no, that is how it is. I mean, I do think that Christ, like Jesus, when he shows up in the story, he tends to exhibit this much more compassionate behavior than has been shown by Old Testament God and in Old Testament law. And I think that's why it was so disruptive at the time. Mm. Right, and I, I don't want us to get into a discussion about Jesus because we don't know yes. the facts yet. So we're gonna <laughs> wait. <laughs> we don't know the facts. We, we haven't gotten all the there facts yet. about Jesus. We haven't okay. gotten to the text. yet. We haven't gotten to the text yet, and we're gonna try to keep this show based in the text <laughs> mostly. Um, but I think that that question, Emily, though, of like, would a loving God allow these things to happen or whatever? Um, like even though God created these people, why would he also be okay with them being destroyed? Right. Well, I think first of all, in, in here, from what we've read, yeah. I don't think there's been anything about this God being loving or, or generous. Well, Mer- there was that, there was that maybe. one moment Merciful of like God. Moses creating the PR statement of like, what if you're you slow, were... what if you were slow to anger and compassionate and forgiving, you mm-hmm. know, but there's been no action of that necessarily. Like really yeah. the only action this Yahweh has to speak for is bringing them out of Egypt Though I could see from another angle, the fact that Yahweh even allows these people to succeed at anything at all <laughs> is showing Maybe. that he's very forgiving Maybe. because they've screwed up a lot. Maybe. Right? Yeah, like, okay. It depends maybe. how you're looking at it. 
right? I guess, yeah. yeah. Maybe they're just like a petulant child. They're testing the waters a bit. They're seeing like how much they can get away with. Yeah, that makes and sense. And the answer yeah. is nothing. It does. They can't okay. get away with anything. I'm going to bring it back to, it really is like an abusive relationship on all sides. Oh, where it's yeah, like, yeah. even though Yahweh's the abuser, it's like no one is happy on the either side of this no. relationship, necessarily. No. He's not happy with their behavior. They're not happy with the fact that he's so strict. But we still yeah. stay together because we don't know anything else and we're scared of the alternative. Or maybe one of them's threatening to kill us. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the bigger Jeez. implication there. That's the bigger thing. Uh-huh. So, um, well, although in this case, it's like you can go off and worship your other stupid wooden gods that don't breathe or live. That's <laughs> stupid fine. stone golden calf boys. They can't, I don't know. They can't smell nothing. But then maybe you'll come back and you'll find Yahweh, who's the best there ever was. And, uh, you know, has anyone even heard of anything like it? Okay, continue on, Emily. Verse 33 is where we left off. Uh, oh, oh, wow, down there. Okay. Did ever a people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as you have heard and live? Or has God tried to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation by trials, by signs, and by wonders, and by war? And by a mighty hand, and by an outstretched arm, and by great terrors, according to all that Yahweh your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Okay, so I think that was a very roundabout way of being like, the stuff that happened in Egypt. You ever seen anything like it? Yeah, you haven't, right? Some of you weren't even born yet, but I promise you, (laughs) you would have never seen anything like it. That is the funny part, though, that like, I think they've established that literally nobody here was born back then, except for Joshua and whoever the other... And Moses. And Moses and whoever the other guy was. Caleb. Wait, Joshua was alive then? Maybe. Well, maybe. That's not even clear, necessarily. Yeah. But just remember that like everyone who was supposed to go into Canaan died, and this is the next generation now that's going to go take Wait, Joseph died? Long time ago. Well, who is oh. Joseph? We have not met a Joseph in the story. Who are you talking no. about? The Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph. Oh, that you Joseph. From forever yes. ago. Okay. Excuse Gracious. me. Yes. Excuse, excuse you. me. I was thinking in this story of Moses. I was not thinking ahead of time. Okay. Our Andrew Lloyd Webber boy. How could you forget Wait, him? Okay. Hang on. Sorry. I'm still indignant. Why are we bringing Joseph into the story? He died uh, so long because- ago. So long ago. Okay. I forgot. I that he died. I don't know. They still talk about like, you know, and Joseph and Benjamin's sons. Oh, I guess it's the sons. It's the tribes. Oh, tribes. The tribes. Like Reuben's okay, not alive. Reuben's been dead for a long time at this point. Oh, but his tribe all is the still boys? around. All the all boys, the boys are, are dead. They're deaf's This dead. is way Jacob's long sons, after that. Jacob, Jacob's definitely dead, but <laughs> Jacob's, Jacob and sons are all all dead? Yes, because yeah. that's the way that mortality works We're like the way s- generations well, work. Well, I don't know. Some of these people like last a long time. That's Moses true. has lasted that's a true. long time. That's true. that's true. Like they were alive when Moses was alive, and I forgot that no, they died. Jacob and, and I didn't sons, even know that. Ri- they were not and, alive. They were not alive when Moses was alive. No. No. No, Joseph wasn't alive? No. No. Joseph was like Moses. Several generations. Several generations. So long before. Now you're just as bad as Jace. (laughs) (laughs) That's the unvindicated now. I think I just don't, I can't understand the concept of time within this story because here Moses is talking about, you know, crap that happened like 40 (laughs) some odd 50 years ago. And I'm like, cool. Like he's talking like it happened yesterday. And then I'm like, well, maybe it did happen yesterday. I don't know. Like. Maybe when did it happen and who was alive then and who is he talking to? Is he talking to like, is he giving a little story to all the young people about like, hey, this is what happened? It is that the timeline is a little weird, which does make yeah. me wonder if the people writing this down after the fact were being a little bit loosey goosey with their timeline. But like, theoretically, at this point, right before they enter Canaan, like as they're going to go take Canaan. Everyone who was in the original group that went to Canaan has died. Because that was the whole, like, they went there, 10 were bad and 2 were good. The 2 that were good get to live. Everyone else, we're going to wander around in the desert for 40 years until you all die. And then with your children, we're going to go take Canaan. That's where we are in the story now. So the fact that he's saying any of this as if these people remember that is absurd. Right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Glad that we just did that. <laughs> yeah. So, am I on 35 now? Sure. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah yes, 35. Correct. To you it was shown that you might know that Yahweh, he is God. <laughs> there is none else beside him, b- besides him, or beside him. 
out of heaven, he made you to hear his voice, that he might instruct you, and on earth he made you to see his great fire. And you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. Because he loved your fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them and brought you out with his presence, with his great power, out of Egypt. To drive out nations from before you, greater and mightier than you. Whoa. To bring Mm -hmm. you in, to give you their land for an inheritance as at this day. Mm -hmm. Know before this day and lay it in your heart. Know therefore. Oh, know therefore this day. What did I say? Before. Know therefore. Oh, know therefore this day and lay it to your heart that Yahweh he is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath and there is none else. G- got it, Joseph. Yeah. Jo- who the hell? <laughs> Moses? Jokos? He's come Joseph, back. Joseph's Jacob. back. Oh, gosh. Okay. We, we got it. Yeah. Whoever's talking. You shall keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you this day, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land, which Yahweh your God gives you forever. Except for, I guess, they're going to get driven out again? Okay, well, that's that's extraneous information. Yeah, that's, that's just extra. Spoilers. Yeah. I don't know if it's extraneous they information. Don't, they yes, don't know that yet. They don't okay. know that. Well, he's just giving them, like, false information here is all that I'm saying. Well, but, okay, but, like, but this is forever if you keep all of these statutes and things. So if they don't get to keep it, clearly it means they didn't keep them. I guess. He already said, like, y'all aren't going to keep it. Like, I know you. Well, I know all of you. But this is very (laughs) important. You're not going to do it. But this is very important for him to be like, this specific area of land belongs to you forever. Mm. Even if you've been driven out of it, it still belongs to you. It is your land. Oh. You need to take it. Why do you think there's conflict in the Middle East, Emily? Mm. Oh. Yeah, true. True. It's a real problem here. Okay, that, I mean, there's many reasons why there's conflict in the Middle East, but this is, this one, is one factor. This yeah. is one of them. Is because yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, this is our land. It's been our land forever. I don't care who lives God on it. So. God has told us this is our land. Right. And they're like, no, 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 no. Okay, cool. Then Moses set apart three cities beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise, that the manslayer might flee there. Wait, wait, wait. The sanctuary cities. Also, it said, then Moses. Is he speaking in the third person? Are we done? Oh, I think he just finished speaking, and now we're getting story. What? That God gives you forever and seen. Yes. (laughs) Then these other things happened. You know, I don't understand the way in which they choose to change, to, like, change the chapter, like, to make a chapter break, because, like, that seems like it would be a good chapter break, but then they're, like, just gloss over it, and then they're, like, then Moses set apart three cities. Uh, They do what they want. I don't even know who they are. (sighs) Yeah. I I would love to know who they are. The 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 Bible makers. This is the priestly source, I think, is what we learned. Right. Uh, Okay. All right. (laughs) Mm, yeah wait where is this 40 41 41 yeah sorry i'm just checking and you're oh no see see in the in the niv there's quotes it did it did give a little heading a subheading in between the two we're moving on to cities of refuge right now right okay that would make it easier to follow (laughs) those headings good job niv and then introduction to the law cool okay so Then Moses set apart three cities beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise, that the manslayer, (laughs) the king slayer, might flee there, yeah, (laughs) who kills his neighbor unawares and didn't hate him in in time past, (laughs) okay? Oh, boy. And that fleeing to one of these cities he might live, namely, Bezer. (laughs) Bezer? Bezer? Drink for that, yeah. Yeah. Bezer in the wilderness in the plain country for the Reubenites and that was, Ramoth. That, what? Never mind. It's not important. Reubenites? Ru- Ru- no, Ruben? just that it's Bezer in the wilderness in the plain country for the Reubenites, then the semicolon. Oh, you said semicolon. it as colon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm just reading. And Ramoth in Gilead, or yeah, for the Gadites, and Golan in Bashan for the Mananites. Mananites. Nailed it. Mananites. Okay. 
this is the law which Moses set before the children of Israel. These are the testimonies and the statutes and the ordinances which Moses spoke to the children of Israel when they came forth out of Egypt, beyond the Jordan in the valley over against Beth Peor. I was like, Bayer Peor? No, but Beth Peor. In the land of Shehon, king of the Amorites, who lived at Heshbon, whom Moses and the children of Israel struck when they came forth out of Egypt. Eek. They took his land in possession and the land of Og, king of Bashan, and two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise from Aor, which is on the edge of the valley of the Arnon, even to Mount Sion, the same as Hermon, and all the Arabah beyond the Jordan eastward, even to the sea of the Arabah under the slopes of Pigsah. So it's it's like Pixar, Pisgah, Pisgah, Pisgah. Oh, sorry, I keep reading it with it's, a changing it's like the S and the J. It's like a bookend. We started with that same mm, yeah. summary of these are the people we killed and the kings that we slayed and such and such, and then we end with the same summary. So I think we got a drink for repetition. Oh yeah, cool. definitely a drink for that. Sounds it's good. also funny that that here we have it's Mount Sion, which is also Hermon. But previously, in the previous chapter, we got Mount Hermon, which the Sidonians call Syrian and the Amorites call it Sinir. So oh we've now goodness. gotten four different names oh, for this same mountain. My goodness. Let's just never go to that mountain, please. <laughs> it's just too inconvenient. Yeah, seriously. I want to know what the word Deuteronomy means. We, I'm going to look it we up. We looked this Emily, up last time. We Emily. literally looked this up last time in the bonus content. Damn Here's it. the problem. We record the bonus after the episode, and we've yeah. been drinking by that point, and it's a real problem. And also, no I'm not going to lie to you, too. I'm not going to lie to you, too. I remembered my part. I remembered the part That's about, true. yeah, the about the, the giants. giants. I thought sky. that was real cool. I probably was just like sitting there waiting for you two to finish so that I could like go on to my part. I would not be surprised. <laughs> yeah, that like I don't know right. what you said. I was like, the audience got it; they heard it, but I don't need to. We okay? We okay? Can you tell how me what we, it means? How do it we? It means the second law, right? Yes, the second law. It's in Greek. Oh, oh, that's why because we're about to talk about the Ten Commandments again, and it's like the uh, second version of basically, this law. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that makes cool. sense. Okay. How do cool, we, cool. when we move on to bonus content, how do we create a space that encourages more active listening from all of us? <laughs> I'll just, I'll listen harder. I mean, y'all didn't remember about the, the giants. That's, so. true. That's true. I'm true. saying. None yeah. of us were no, listening. No, no one is yet. yet. <laughs> Jace, you didn't even do anything for the last bonus episode. It's true. You were like, you two got it. I think you, you should do all got the it. bonus this time. Yeah, I, just... I, I think you're absolutely right, Dedeker. Absolutely right. <laughs> oh, she's got, she's on that 8.5% right now. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's, she's getting salty. real, real intense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Let's let's wrap this up and let's go record okay. some bonus uh, that'll come out later this week. Oh wait, hang on. We have a toast to give. Oh, we do have oh, a toast. You're right. Yes. Okay. Who is our toast? We would like to give a toast yes. to our newest uh, twelve dollar patron, Annalisa. Yes. Thank you so much for supporting this show and uh, encouraging our drinking habit. I mean, our reading habit. <laughs> I mean, our and our drinking habit. And, and our- we really, really hope. We really hope that uh, we don't accidentally cause you to run into anything because we're saying things like sheep folds. Sheep folds. <laughs> while, Folded while sheepies. Sheep folds. Sheepies. Yeah. In the uh, in the car. Okay. So. Well, <laughs> right, well with that. cheers to Annalisa. Salute. All right. Thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, early releases, personal toasts on the show, and more, you can become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher so you can let other people know, and us, what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast, on Instagram at DrunkBibleStudy, or you can send us an email to info at DrunkBibleStudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. The theme song for the Book of Deuteronomy is Truth in the Stones by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com.